viewers to TVN Radio on This Weekend Interview. Welcome to another episode of This Weekend Interview with your host, Anthony Drago. You know, it's always a pleasure to be here on a Wednesday night. I have been saying that it is the highlight of my week, this Wednesday night show called This Week in Interview. I look forward to spending the hour with you, and I appreciate you making This Week in Interview part of your weekly schedule. I know there's so many things that is competing, that are competing for your, your time and your attention and your focus, and therefore I don't take it for granted that you continuously put this weekend interview as part of your schedule to my regular listeners a good night to you if tonight is the first time that you're listening to this weekend interview welcome i hope you like the discussion i hope you like the format the style and so therefore you too will become a regular listener to this weekend interview uh those of you in dominica uh maybe listening to us or viewing us on Digiplay Channel 59, our, one of our collaborators, RVR Jams Radio. They bring this weekend interview live every week on Digiplay Channel 59. So if you're listening from there, great. Um, very good evening to you. You may also be just driving, so you're not able to, to watch, but so you would be listening on TVN Radio. TDNRadio.net. We're also live on Facebook. Uh, and, and, but if you, some, not everybody is on Facebook, so you can view us on TDNTV.net. However, you are listening to us right now, um, it might be through our YouTube channel. I would like you to share the link. Uh, the, in, the information that we have for you tonight is, as usual, um, very potent and very important. And, and it's critical that as many people as possible get this information, uh, listen to the conversation, contribute to the conversation. And so I'd like to invite you to share the link, share the like, excuse me, if five, if you call, if each of you call five people and say, listen, I'm listening to this weekend interview. Anthony has a special guest tonight. Join us um, on a week, we, a weekly basis, about 4,000, 5,000 people listen. We're a little bit down from, from last year where we were averaging 7,000. But but um, people move around, people shift around. I have missed a couple episodes. And so our numbers are more between four and 5,000 on a seven-day basis. But if, if you share the link, if, you, if five people, two of them come on, we can easily double that. And with the information that we share, we could easily spark a movement and if ever a movement was re was needed on a movement was justified good night dd easter um every week you're here so i i appreciate that very much um and and, and there are a lot of folks who are here but i don't see if you're here unless you make a comment so i i, I want i would encourage you to make a comment participate sometimes um we put your comment up so the guests can can answer and react to your comment so, yeah, what I was saying is that um, our topic tonight is certainly worth sharing and a huge benefit the more people who can hear the information. We, we are going to be discussing um, some of the circumstances that surround the abuse of our children, boys and girls who get, and in this instance, 
um, abuse of a sexual nature, although that's not the only type of abuse, um, we, we, we certainly um, see and we're finding out uh, that, that it, it is pervasive in our, in our community, that, that the, the most vulnerable around, among us, the most defenseless among us, uh, are the children and they are being abused and, and, and misused and, and it scars them for life. It is really not fair. Uh, I mean, so many of our young women have stories of, of inappropriate uh, criminal contact way before they were old enough to make a decision to even give consent. It's alarming. And so the more people that we can get um, to listen to conversations like this is the more we can deal with it, is the better chance we have of protecting our young people and saving them from that kind of experience. My, my guest tonight is Dr. Shamina Abashan, and she has written a book which helps to make the defenseless, as I call them, a little, uh, give them a little, a little weapon in the arsenal, make them not so powerless. And, and she has written a book to, to champion her concepts called If You Touch, I Will Tell. Uh, she, was featured, she has been featured on many, many programs, including CBS Mornings. And because, of course, I'm, I'm so happy and humbled that she has agreed to come on with us tonight. So I am not going to take more time doing this introduction. I'm going to cut, go to do the car command then because I'm anxious to get back to my conversation with Dr. Shamina Abashan. So stay tuned, we'll be right back. From many distant lands Our forefathers came Some seeking adventure Some bound in chains waged and fought through victory and pain by test of their courage our freedom was gained in homage to those gone before us the heroes of lands in the sun we vow to join hands and to focus on building Caribbean Raise your voices high Sing of your Caribbean pride Sing it loud and strong Feel our hearts beat as one Celebrate in song As we rise to heights where we
All right, welcome back, listeners. It's it's cool. I actually have Michael Henderson every week. Every week I play the car commentary, and every week I listen to it, and I really get this message of um, Caribbean unity. How much better the life of the Caribbean people would be if we could cooperate closer and, and negotiate in a, in collaboration rather than compete. Um, we we see a lot of reaction from Saint Lucia announcing that they're going to be hosting a show similar to World Queer Music Festival, and we wonder was there any consultation between Dominica and Saint Lucia and all of those kind of things. Are we too small to be competing? We should be collaborating, and so the Caricaman Fem is the one vestige that we have of unity, and I play it every week. There are so many folks who never heard it before until they hear it on this weekend interview, and they never hear it again. I, I even followed some of CARICOMs um, when they have activities for their anniversary, and they don't even play the anthem most of the time. But I'm proud to play it, and I, I think Michael Anderson did an excellent job with the CARICOM anthem. But tonight our topic is a topic that is widespread on the, in the region, in the world, it's it's prevalent. It's it's an issue that is well that is usually hidden. It's an issue that has a lot of shame around it. Uh, good night, Veronica Pascal. Welcome. Uh, it's an issue that has a lot of shame around it, and so and so victims are reluctant to come forward. And we are talking about sexual abuse, and especially sexual abuse of children, and. You know, it, it's a struggle when you when you look at grown women who are raped or otherwise um, experience inappropriate sexual behavior. It takes so much effort for these women to come forward and to face their accusers and to seek justice in the courts. Can you imagine how much tougher and harder it is for a child uh, who de who is dependent for? every aspect of their lives from from others from adults and so it becomes extremely difficult sometimes they are confused they don't understand what's going on a lot of times it, it it occurs at the hands of people that they know people up you know on authority in their lives and so there's that added element of fear and 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 really sometimes they try they have some kind of a false loyalty where they feel that they have to also protect the, the abuser. And so that is the topic that, that we're going to discuss tonight. And my guest tonight on this weekend interview is, is Dr. Shamina Abashan. And Dr. Abashan holds a PhD in biomedical sciences with a focus in immunology from Eastern Virginia Medical School. She did her postdoctoral fellowship at David Geffen, I mean, I butcher that School of Medicine, University of California, Los Angeles. Very accomplished um, young lady, very um, thriving in the heights of her career. But what brings her here tonight, as my guest on this weekend interview, despite all of her accolades, is not those achievements per se, is the fact that she is a survivor of child abuse. And she suffered under the hands of her abuser for seven years. But she refused to be a victim. She decided that she wanted to 
fix that situation and deal with it. And she and she dealt with it in her own way as a child. And that memory has stuck with her. And she's, she has produced a book, uh, a, a very beautifully illustrated and colorful book. And it says, if you touch, I'll tell. And so very brave, uh, even if she did it, as an adult, it still takes a lot of courage and a lot of a lot of bravery, and we want to commend her for that. And more than that, I want to tell, I want to say thank you and welcome to this week in interview, um, Shamina. If you allow me to call you that, yes, um, definitely. Yeah, certainly. So welcome. It's it's a pleasure to have you on this week in interview as my guest. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here and happy to chat with all of your friends. So thanks for having me, everyone. Yes, uh, you know. <laughs> I read your accomplishments, I read your accolades. Um, funny, I didn't know of you, a very accomplished daughter of Dominica, <laughs> until you wrote your book. And, and so, I want to start there, okay? Um, give, give a little bit of a background of who you are and lead into um, what was the motivation, what was the inspiration behind producing this book that says, if you touch, I'll tell? Okay, no. So just before I dive into this, I wanted to just tell your listeners that I, I don't feel so good tonight. I'm fighting a cold. So if I get into a small coughing spell, don't freak out. <laughs> I am, I'm okay. But um, so yes, a little bit about me. And I like how you call me a daughter of Dominica. That made me feel so special. When the Dominican <laughs> flag um, popped up, during the Caricom song, I felt my heart like melt, you know, the flag is so powerful. Um, but so I, I, I'm formerly known in Dominica as Shamina Green. People know me as Shamina Green. People know my parents. Um, I'm a proud um, child of Pocasse, um, daughter of Jermaine um, Regist, Jermaine Clark now. Um, and just, just a happy-go-lucky person, you know, I grew up, if anybody know my my grandmother, she's long gone now, but my Ursula, that was my grandmother. And I tell you, her spirit lives on within me. And her spirit is a big part of that book. She always empowered me. And I feel like I owe a lot of my personality to her. So um, I, I grew up in Dominica and um, everybody who knows me and my family, you know, they know that they would think that we had a perfect family, you know, and um, after living in Pocasse, I moved to Newtown. So a lot of people know me from growing up in Newtown, went to Fatima Church. And of course, I went to St. Martin School and Convent High School because of 97. Whoop, whoop, I got to big up my mm -hmm. people. But um, no, but my story is one of, I would say I'm a survivor for sure. I, I suffered um, under the hands of my abuser, family member. And I'm not sure just yet if I want to say who that person was, but many people in Dominica who know me knows my family member who abused me because I don't make it a secret, but sometimes the spirit calls me to say, other times it doesn't. Um, but it was somebody who I looked up to, somebody who God put there to take care of me and that person abused me. And, you know, I grew up, I was, I was, I was a funny child, you know, I was always like, you know, the child I have the band bobo. I always had my band bobo. <laughs> but on the inside, I was very silent. I was a very silent child and I'm still a very silent adult. Like I have really small circles and um and that is part of the reason why i think i was abused um it's because these abusers they target they're very specific in who they target and um th that's so it's like i was a quiet child and i was very like almost submissive 
I looked up to my parents and I think that was part of the reason my respect for these certain individuals in my life caused me to be abused because I was so, like we said before, I was so, um, I had this loyalty, this trust, you know? And so I just, I, I grew up, you know, just telling myself that. So basically let me backtrack. I, from what I can remember, the abuse started when I was seven years old. And I tell people, you know, that is probably, that is probably when I remember. I don't know whether it happened before, but I remember clearly seven years old that it was happening. And of course, from the moment that it happened, I knew that it was wrong. It's just something within your soul. It just tells you that it's wrong. It doesn't matter whether the person tells you that it's normal, it's natural, it's how we show love, all of those things. You just know in your soul, even at seven, that that is not right. But then there's this other part of you that's like, you know, if your mom tells you to brush your teeth every day or take a shower every day, you don't go to school and ask your friends, hey, Tony, does your mom tell you to take a shower every day? <laughs> you like, believe right. that, you know, so... I didn't want to ask my mom or ask my friends if what my abuser was saying to me was true because that person was supposed to protect me. So I believed them, even though I thought, hmm, well, that's strange. But by the time I was 10, and you know, at 10, you know, your brain is much different from when you're you're seven. I knew for sure it wasn't right. You know, I'm learning things at school, I'm learning about my body, I'm having conversations with my mother, and I'm like, this is not right. But you see, I did not have a voice yet at that age. I don't have a voice at 11 or 12. And, you know, you know, in certain cultures, in most cultures, even in, in America, you know, but especially in the Caribbean and other third world countries, children are taught to respect the elders and to be silent and to not speak until spoken to, that kind of thing. And words like penis and vagina are like taboo, right? You don't speak about that. Like if you say penis, that's a bad word. So you don't want to talk about those things, especially not out of turn. If nobody asks you, why would you bring it up, right? So... It wasn't until I was 14 years old that I got the courage when they to tell my mother. And I did not even tell her like in full detail. It was more like a, this person does, does something to me or this person touches me. And then she asked me something and I said something else. And then she was like, what? And you know, the whole reaction and then things happened out of there. Um, but yeah, all of these things, I mean, growing up, the issues I had growing up after I told, just being a teenager and, you know, liking boys and then finally growing up and dating and getting married and having children. I suffered every part of the journey. Everything was a problem, not just sexually, but even maintaining friendships and trust, all of those things. So that is why I wrote the book. And um, I will tell you, I'm Tony, the, the driving force when I actually started, when I wrote the first draft of this book, that was actually in 2016 when I found that I was having a daughter. So I had a son and I know that little boys are abused as well, but I grew up in a human form as a female, right? So I understand what it is to be abused as a female. So when I had my son, I was fine for the most part, even though I did not have natural childbirth, I was too afraid. And I told the doctor that there's no way that this was going to happen. That is not possible. Even though I'm a scientist, the part of my brain that was abused from the physical and sexual abuse told me that there's no way a baby was going to come out of there. And that is the kind of mental destruction that abuse can have to a woman. So I told the doctor, there's no way. And I forced the doctor to let me have a C-section, even though there was nothing wrong with me. So I had a C-section because I was so afraid. And the doctor, um, you know, she, at first she thought maybe it was just, most women are scared of childbirth because we know it's going to be painful. So she thought it was that. And then towards the end of my pregnancy, you know, she was like, no, something is really wrong. So she actually had to go, she went to a conference, an OB conference, and they held me as a case study because I told her that I would rather die than have this child the natural way. 
So they had a conference, a panel of doctors. They went over my case. They knew that I was sexually abused. And because of that, they decided, you know what? Let's let this lady, this young lady have a C-section. Otherwise, you know, she could have some serious postpartum depression or whatever could happen to her. And most right now, what's important is that she can take care of her baby. So that's just some of the, the issues, you know, that I, I've been through. And then fast forward two years later, I'm, I'm pregnant again. And this time I found that I'm having a girl. And Tony, I lost my mind. When the nurse told me that I was having a girl, I started to cry. So at first she thought I was crying because I was happy. Then she realized it was not a happy cry. And then she said to me, she said, well, what's wrong? Because I'm looking at your chart and it looks like you already have a son. She goes, did you want another son? She was so confused. Mm -hmm. and what I, tell her was, I said, I just don't know how I'm going to protect a girl. I didn't know how. Because I just imagined me all over again being a little girl. That is my daughter. She's in my body. She's going to come out to be just like me. And I was so afraid, Tony. I was so afraid. And that was when I wrote the first draft of If You Touch, I'll Tell. At the time, it wasn't If You Touch, I'll Tell. At the time, it was just a poem because I write poetry to cope with everything. I've written poetry all my life. I've written songs all my life. And I just keep everything in a binder, you know, somewhere. <laughs> and then in, um, I'll fast forward again to 20, 2020, the pandemic. And then I thought about all these kids at home with the abusers because my abuser was in my house. I had nowhere to run. We, to, to run to. We talked to kids about stranger danger, but in, but in most cases, 93% of the time, the abuser is in your house or has access to your house or has a key to your house or is your mother's friend or is your father's friend or is a, a sibling's friend. Um, so it's usually somebody who knows the child and has access to the child. And we need to, we need definitely talk about stranger danger, right? But we need to stop focusing so much on stranger, stranger danger and focus more on it's the people that you know, people that you trust. Right. Yes. So, so, so thank you so much for that. I, 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 I really got engrossed in your story. And, and the further it went along is, is the more I admire your courage. Thank um, you. Because this, this ghost kept showing up over and over and over in different formats in 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 different forms and and that is that is that is why this is so important yes because we don't know the impact mm -hmm. we don't know the extent of the impact we don't know how far into the child's life that impact will carry on and yeah. so it, it, it's happening at a time when we are responsible for the well-being of that child and therefore we are responsible for the impact and if we go back to where you first told your mom and then your mom believed you, you were lucky. Yes. There are some instances where your mom doesn't believe you. And then you're even more confused. It's like you're abused all over again. Yes. Because this one person does it to you and you take all the courage that you have and you tell the most trusted person in your life. Mm -hmm. And then that person doesn't believe you. So. That I think that is just so important because you the, the theme of your book is if you touch, I will tell. Yeah. And so that empowers, that gives uh, a, you know a, a small water gun or a bow and arrow, a sword, a, you know, to to a child that says that there is something I can do about that. 
And if they have a question as to whether or not this is the right thing to do, your book tells them categorically yes. that yes, that is the right thing to do. Do it even though it turns out that maybe it was not that the case. Do it on air on that side and yeah. let, let it be cleared up. So talk about that part of it. Talk about the the empowerment that you that that you you want to help to 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 give to these young girls and young boys who are being abused. Yeah, no, definitely. So um, when I wrote when I wrote this book, you know, I did the most impossible thing, and I tell people about it, and they tell me I'm crazy. So most of the time, when I get these, I call it the constant horror story that plays in the back of my mind, because for those of us who've been abused, it never fades. The picture never fades. I could be like reading a book or I could be watching a fairy tale on TV, but the horror story is always playing in the back of my mind. It may be faded sometimes, or sometimes it's in bright, vivid color. It just never leaves you. And so I didn't want anybody to experience that. I didn't want any child to experience that. And so I decided, you know what? What worked for me was telling. And I tell you right now, Tony, my abuser would constantly tell me, you talk too much. Your mouth will be your downfall. You talk so much always trying to silence me because I was, a, I mean, I was quiet, but I was a little chatterbox at the same time, you know? I had a calm, a quiet inner spirit, but when I was with my friends, like I said, I had my band bobo and I was always life of the party, but, and that was the one thing that was so, I sensed the fear in him because of my mouth. And so I realized, you know, something so simple as speaking could make this, could defeat this person, could deactivate them, right? And so I decided I want to pass that message on to children. And I'll tell you what, Tony, since the day I told my mom, it never happened again, not even one time. As a matter of fact, for several years after I told my mom, that person did not even speak to me. I would say good morning and the person would not even respond. So it was, I realized, wow, your voice can be so powerful. And so for children who, who may tell, and I don't think you have any children listening tonight, but for parents maybe, first, I really would ask you, if your child comes to you with a story like that, just tell yourself, little children, I'm not going to make up a story like that. It's going to be hard for a child to make up a story so sadistic. The child, it has to come from somewhere. You know, in Dominica, we say smoke doesn't come up without fire. So there has to be some truth to that story, especially when the child is young. And two, I want to tell children out there or family members, if somebody comes to you and tell you, oh, my child said that to me, but I don't believe them, you need to speak up for that child. And for any children who may be listening, if you tell one person and they don't believe you, Tell a second person, a third, a fourth, a fifth. Tell somebody until somebody listens. And you know what? If you have to, if I have to like give you my own number, I'll go to my website and leave me a message on our webpage. Do that. Send me a message and call your abuser's name. Don't be afraid to say who did it. And so, Tony, like, you know, I talk about you talk about the book. And in the book, I I kept on saying, if you touch, if you touch, I'll tell, you must tell. I say it so many times in the poem, so many times. Yep. I want children to know that that will save you because the power that the abuser has is your silence. And I have, there's this one photo I wanted to just share, you know, in the book. So I, I have this one photo, which I want children to like, just cut out and put, can you see the photo? Yes. 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 Uh -huh. Cut out and put on your, on your wall because you see how she's telling and then you see how her voice is causing her entire world to change. Right. I just, I feel like that was what happened to me. I told and I feel like my entire life changed. And I want children to have that. And I think that that picture is just so powerful because your body is small, but your voice is mighty. So yeah, I want children to yeah. always have their voice power. And, and as you put up that photo, I mean, anybody that saw that photo, see how brilliant that book is. 
the entire book is like that. Apart from the fact that the, the topic of the book is, is maybe a little sad, a little somber, it's not really because it's about conquering that demon. Um, it's about becoming a survivor. It, it, it's about becoming a hero in your own life. So in that sense, it's, it's a celebration. But the, the entire book is so nicely done and so well written that it's a perfect book to use to teach children about. It's a perfect book to use to tell children about about it. Um, it is well illustrated. It's colorful. It's you know it has all the different um, types of um, people that look like your kids, no matter whether your kids are darker or lighter or or, or brown. Um, they will be able to identify. With the characters in the book, uh, so 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 I encourage I encourage folks to to get a copy, get several copies, and and so right before we take the break, um, I would like you to to tell listeners how they can get a copy of the book. If you touch, I'll tell. Oh, definitely. Um, thank you for that. So the book is available on our website, and it's really easy to remember because it's a title. It's www.ifyoutouchaltel.com. So no apostrophe is just one long word. If you touch outtel.com, and currently we're um, we're running a twenty five percent off promo if you use the code voice power one word voice power at checkout. So if you touch outtel.com and promo code voice power, it will also be available on Amazon in about four weeks. Um, so yeah, we're just restocking, and very soon we're also going to be coming out with a soft cover version. So for for folks who cannot afford to get the hard cover you can get the soft paperback cover version of the book. So we want to get the, make the book available to everyone. If you touch altel.com, if you go there, get a copy, get several copies, give it to your, your nieces, your nephews, your, your daughters, um, everybody. Um, donate it to your school. Um, donate it to the school that your kids went to. And it, it just... It's just a, a beautiful um, piece of work. It's almost an artwork. Um, it, it, it includes a lot of artwork, as a matter of fact. It does. Yeah, it is. And so, so get your copy. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about, you know, you as a care, as a caretaker of a child, you as a parent of a child, an aunt and uncle. Um, sometimes the kids never get to develop their own voice. So how do you how do you look for signs? That, that the child in your life or, or, or is probably a victim or, or is a target of a predator. So let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Presented by... If you live in Canada, the U.S., and the U.K., and are looking for Dominica products including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts, and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on BuyDominicaOnline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on BuyDominicaOnline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to BuyDominicaOnline.com and enjoy home away from home. 
People say I've got a great smile. Well, I have to say, this is all thanks to the professional team at Beacon Dental Group right here in Dorchester, Massachusetts. I've got world-class dental care. Beacon Dental Group has expert and caring staff dedicated to providing the most advanced and satisfactory treatment in all aspects of oral health. Their services are designed to meet your needs and give you a perfect smile, too. General checkups, cosmetic surgery, Gemini laser service, and advanced procedures, all in a state-of-the-art facility. Call or visit Beacon Dental Group today, 1026 Blue Hill Avenue, Dorchester, Massachusetts, or call 617-282-2146 for a smile that lights the world. So, that flyer that's up is from Dotsack, listeners. Um, it's the Back, back to School Drive. Um, Dotsack is the um, Dominica Tri-State Area Connection. Uh, they are doing a, a Back to School Drive where they, they, they collect your donations of school supplies and they put together some barrels and they send it to Dominica and it's given to kids who are going back to school um, new backpack, pens, pencils, all of the supplies. Um, you can call David at 203-258-5994. 203-258-5994. Or you can call 347-285-8408. 347-285-8408. Uh, you can call those numbers. Or you can go to .sac, D-O-T-S-A-C, .sac Facebook page, and you also get the information of how you can contact them so you can support their drive, their back-to-school drive that is done by, by .sac. They also, what I want, to, I've been telling you about the, um, the Stillburn Initiative that's going on. Um, between, well, they call themselves Stillburn Initiative, and they collaborate with PAN in Harmony, in Dominica and they're introducing steel bands to schools in Dominica. The objective is to have steel bands, like a steel band at most of the schools, then we can have steel band competition, we can have power panorama and all of that. The kids can be introduced to the whole culture and history associated around steel band music. Um, and so they're raising funds because, you know, a steel band comprises of, I don't know, 10, 12 folks at a minimum. It can go up. You see the Trinidad ones have like, like scores of, of players. And so everybody has to have their own pan and to practice and so on. So it becomes a little bit expensive to get the equipment um, for the kids. And so they, they do various things to raise funds. And one of the things that they're doing is they're having a raffle. Um, they're, they're having a raffle where they are, they're raffling a season ticket to the World Creole Music Festival for $5. One of the drawings, the drawings were supposed to take place during the Labor Day weekend, um, but they, for whatever reason, it, it didn't happen. And so I'm going to do one of the drawings. There's three drawings. And one of the drawings um, tonight, I will do one next week, and there'll be one sometime in October. Three chances to win a season ticket to the World Creole Music Festival. Um, if you are not going or you have no one where to go with, um, you can choose to get an artwork from a Dominican artist instead. Um, that's of, of equivalent value 
to to a, a season ticket. Now even better because most of the artists support these causes and they might donate something that's a little bit of more value, even if we only pay about the value of the season ticket. But if you're going home or you know someone who's going home, it's a good chance to pick up a season ticket for $5. I'll be doing one of the drawings tonight. Um, also, by way of announcement, I remember um, September 25th is World Rivers Day, and um, we'll be doing uh, uh, a special programming leading up to that. For, for World Rivers Day. And every week leading up to that, I'm going to ask you a little trivial question about the um, something about the river in Dominica. So you know the Boiling Lake in Dominica is the second largest of its kind in the whole world. Um, do you know what river the Boiling Lake and drains into? The water from the Boiling Lake, what river does it drain into? Um, I will answer the question at the end of the program as well as I'll do the raffle at the end of the program. Another one of our, our collaborators, our sponsors, our supporters I'd like to um, acknowledge and mention is Man's Audio Visual Production. Man's Audio Visual Production. They do the flyers and the different graphic works that we do for this week's interview. And I want to say thank you to them. If you have any events coming up, your weddings, your birthday parties, anything whatsoever, and you need somebody to do video work, you have a funeral, um, they show up, they do a very professional job, and they have the ability to provide a feed um, from that that can now be streamed online. So your folks who are not able to attend can, can actually um, see what is going on. Next week, we're doing a special on Wednesday for World Democracy Day. World Democracy Day is next week, Thursday. So on Wednesday night, we're doing um, a special program for, for democracy in Dominica and in the Caribbean. So stay tuned for that. So let's get back to our guests. Um, tonight, we're talking about um, the empowerment, the empowering of young people, young girls, young boys who are experiencing um, sexual abuse and trying to give them some tools that will encourage them to, to tell, to speak up, to point out, to, to, to shout, to yell, and to, uh, and to just bring attention to what is happening to them, to, to throw off the covers, so to speak, and to, and to reveal what's happening, and, and to encourage them to do that no matter who the abuser is. Because once you speak up, your life as a child will get better. Even if that person is the one that's responsible for, 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 for taking care of you, even if that, that, is, that person is the one that's taking care of your mom, even that person threatens to do harm to you or your mom or your brother or your sister, you should speak up because that's the only way you can truly protect your mom and your, and your sibling and yourself. So share, share, share the information that you get. My, with me tonight talking about this very somber topic is Dr. Shamina Abashan. And she has written a book called, If You Touch, I Will Tell. If You Touch, I Will Tell. You can get your copy at, at, at a website that's called by that name, all one word, if you touch, I will tell.com. Go there and get your copy. And if you use the keyword voice power, you get a discount. So Shamina, 
now let me go back from the break. Uh, you, you know, we were talking about encouraging the kids to speak up, no matter what, speak up. But sometimes the kids never get there. They're, yeah. they're, grown, they're grown folks who get raped and they never get to face the accuser. They never get the opportunity. They never feel strong enough. Mm -hmm. And they never get the support that they need to, to speak out and to point out what is happening to them. So I can imagine that is a hundred times more difficult for a child. Mm -hmm. so, so a child may need an adult to yes. recognize what's happening, to initiate the conversation, to, mm -hmm. to, to investigate and to figure out what's going on. What are some of the signs that an adult can look for um, to, to indicate to them that a child may be experiencing abuse? Good question, um, Anthony. So, so I'll break it down into two parts, right? The first part is like, is being able to understand or to notice the warning signs of a groomer. So a sexual predator, they do this thing called grooming. It's a process. And what that looks like, so basically what you need to do is, first of all, I want to tell everyone, you know, not everyone who's kind to you or your child is a, is a sexual abuser, but just pay special attention and notice how they select victims. So for example, if you're, if you have three, three daughters in your care, let's just say, and that person is paying special attention to one daughter, you know, they like, they, they pick maybe the, the more quiet daughter or the younger daughter, and they're e eager to like hang out with the daughter or Sometimes they do stuff where they try to gain access to the child. They try to build trust. So, for example, they may all they may say, "I know you like to read books, so I brought you a new book." Or, "I see you like to play with your Legos, and there's a new Lego movie. You should come with me." And and when I talk about these these abusers, please, I want you to think of both men and women in your children's lives because abusers are not only men. Women abuse um, girls. Men abuse girls. Women abuse boys. And I'm sorry, men abuse boys and men abuse girls. So it goes both ways. So don't hold a certain person in your mind. You know, it could be both men and women. But look for people who are basically selecting victims. Look for somebody who's trying to get access to your child, somebody who's quick to volunteer to babysit. Or if, for example, somebody told me that when they were young, every time their parent would punish them, that specific uncle would say, oh, why are you guys so mean? And have the child come have a sleepover. It was a young boy. Say, he'll come have a sleepover at my house. And then that's when the abuse started. And the parents are so so innocent because they're thinking, okay, he was he did something wrong, but this is his uncle wanting to come and have a sleepover, not thinking anything about it. And for years, the uncle was abusing the, the young boy. So think about those things. People think, look at people who tell your child, oh, nobody understands you, but I understand you. That's a red flag because an adult should not be trying to have such trust and tight bonds with a child much younger than themselves. Um, Look at people who try to always hug your children. Maybe like they want to give full frontal hugs and they last for a little too long and they do it in front of you because part of the grooming is not just grooming the child. It's also grooming the adults, the supervising adults. The groomers want to get your trust. They want you to let your child hang out with them. <clears throat> so for example, it's okay to say, no, I don't need you to babysit. My husband and I do not need a date night. We got this. Or no, you know, Tony can't come over your house tonight, or it's okay to say no to other adults. Um, they also try to make their behavior seem normal. They may um, try to like, you know, tickle your child and you may say, oh, stop. And they go, oh, I'm just tickling. You're too, you know, you're too protective. Like, no, I'm not protective. You need to stop because tickling is a form of grooming. Having children rock on your knees is a form of grooming. 
Taking photos of children without their permission is a form of grooming. All those things. Some people have children watch pornography. That's a form of grooming. Or telling them certain things about their bodies that maybe only a, a mom should be talking to a child about. Those are all forms of grooming. And so when that happens for a long time, these children develop trust. So just think about your circle, your friends, people in your household, even, even your husband, your, your boyfriend, those people in your life. Look at the way they treat your children and be mindful that if a child comes to you and says something happened, don't say, well, all three of you were hanging out there. Why is it that you per the person only touched you? Abusers are very smart people. They don't touch every single child. They pick a child. And they want that if a child goes to you and talk to you, that you can say, you can easily say, oh my God, the child is lying because why would I just touch her and not all the other ones? That's a line that they always use. So just be, be mindful of that. Also, we need to be mindful of like people sharing beds with children. And I know some, not everybody has a house big enough to have their own bedroom, but we need to be mindful. Teenagers, 12, 10 year old girls should not be sharing beds with their uncles or their dads even like let's just have some space body boundaries it's a very important concept that sometimes in the islands we almost see children like these things that exist like they're not real people children also have bodies that need to be respected and we as adults need to respect their body boundaries so children should have their own safe sleeping spaces and preferably they should be sleeping with light uh, sex uh, if I, I without interrupting you something that you just said um that some people may take wrong you know, you say, okay, but what's your husband's, what's your wife's, how the holiday, and you shouldn't be sleeping with your child in the same mm -hmm. bed. Mm -hmm. And even if that person is not an abuser, right? but if you sleep in the bed, if you make it look like it's okay for an adult male to sleep in the same bed as your little daughter, when she goes to camp and that happens, it may look more normal to, to the child. So it, it, it may, not, it may right. not only be you looking at that person but also think about what message is that is that sending to the child yes. and and just just temper it in that kind of a way that yeah that think about the values that you're teaching that child yes that you yes. make a very good point because no one should take this personally because at the end of the day you know it's really not about us the adults we're really focused on the child and so but you make a really good point we're not saying that you know the husband or the boyfriend is doing it but we should still teach children correct values and let them know that, you know, their body should be protected and that they should have certain boundaries and teach them so they know that, yes, when I go to so-and-so's house or when I go to camp, like you said, Tony, I should not be sleeping with grown men in a bed, etc. or grown women if you're a boy, you know. So, um, yeah, those are just some of the things. And another thing that I will add to that, Tony, with the grooming, these groomers and these, these sexual abusers are people who are, they create these trustworthy, um, facades in the community so in the community these are people that people look up to and they people trust them they, they go to church and they are kind to kids and they look out for children so that when their names get called everybody goes no not mrs so-and-so not mrs so-and-so he or she would never do that and that is exactly what this person tries to build over time so we need to be mindful of those sheeps of those wolves in sheep's clothing for lack of a better term keep that in mind well, and, and some of the red flags for a child that may be experiencing some of those. Yes. Things. So some of the flags for in younger children, Tony, um, some young children may be actually start excessively talking about sexual topics, like from a really young age. They may just be so vocal about it because they want to know more. Or they may, or they may do the exact opposite. They may start keeping secrets. They may get, they get really reserved. They may stop talking and just kind of be in their own shell. 
they may appear more sad. They don't. Want, they may not want to be left alone with certain people. So a lot of times, you know, when your children say, "I don't want to go to so and so's house," they might be a babysitter, and we just think that the child doesn't want to let go of mom. No, you need to think that it's not that the child doesn't want to let go of you. The child doesn't want to be in contact with the person that you're sending them to. So think of, we have to start reframing the way we think, okay? And then, of course, regressive behaviors, like a child who no longer wet their bed may start wetting their bed. Or the child may, a child who may no longer suck their thumb may start sucking on their thumb. Or sometimes they may be drinking from a regular cup, but they decide they want to go back to their sippy cup. Because they just get these, these regressive behaviors are another sign that they're being abused and they're trying to find comfort in something that's familiar to them. Um, overly compliant behavior, a child that may be super submissive or overly aggressive behavior, a child that's out lashing out all the time because that's a child who's trying to look for attention. That's a child that wants you to get down on their level and say, baby, what's wrong? Why are you acting that way? They want you to help them get their voice out. So those are all the signs we should look for. Also, child, a child who may be spending a lot of time alone and a child who does not want to um, remove their clothes or change or take a bath. I mean, we want to teach our children that their bodies are private. We want to make sure they, they cover themselves. But if a child doesn't want to take off their clothes at all and you see that kind of behavior, they're quick to hide, you should be paying attention to those things. And of course, changing eating habits. They may start eating a lot or they may stop eating. Um, changing mood, like they may be excessive crying, they may be excessive fear fearful, they don't want to talk to their friends, they're clingy. Those are signs. And in teenagers, you get very similar signs, but sometimes, like for example, you may have kids who are involved in drugs, the wrong friends, they may be drinking more, they drink to dull the pain. Um, they may talk to you, they may have maybe some STIs, sexual transmitted um, infections, which can also happen in younger children as well. Self-harming behavior, like bruises on their body they're hurting themselves sometimes these children hurt themselves they want to feel pain they want to feel real pain to dull the internal pain from the abuse um moody behavior mood swings happy one minute sad the next minute talking about oh i want to kill myself suicidal talk all of those things just be mindful of all those things and more we could talk about this for days tony so. <laughs> no but you get the idea if you and a lot of it is no one behavior necessarily indicates that but it's usually a change in behavior. Um, and sometimes we think that, oh, the child is growing up or the or their personality. Examine it. I guess yeah. that's what that's what you're saying. If you, if you notice a, a change in behavior, try to don't just take it for granted. At mm -hmm. least examine it and see if there may be something behind it. Um, one area that I think um, I, I, I think I wanted to mention was you said a child may, may be crying not to go to a babysitter or not to go, but sometimes it, it may happen that the child is over eager to spend time at that with that person because maybe that yes. person gives them gifts or, yes. or or treats them special or that mm -hmm. so that could also be a sign as well, right? Yes. Yes, that's a very good point, Tony. And in younger children, it shows up as that eagerness, you said, because they want to go get that new toy, or that new Lego book or whatever. And in teenagers, sometimes it shows up in that child being very, especially a child who was abused for a long time and that child has been conditioned. Um, it may show up like the child's overly obsessed in how they look before that person comes around or they're overly obsessed in like the hygiene and overly right, you know, wanting right. to make sure they're super clean and of course we want our children to be to be hygienic but you can look at the trends you have to know your children you're not always that way but you're that way when this person comes around or it could be the opposite you always want to be dirty when this person comes around because you know you don't want that person to touch you right 
So one of the things I would say, Tony, for people whose um, children go to daycare centers or other family member homes for childcare, and I talk about that in the book because in the back of the book is a section just to parents. Right. And I talk about you as a parent need to have your own power, your own voice power, and one way you can kind of just thwart right off the bat somebody from even thinking about abusing your child is to tell them the first day of daycare, ma'am, my name is Shamina Abashan and my child is going to be in your care. I have taught my children about sexual abuse. I've taught them about grooming, inappropriate touching, inappropriate conversations. And there's nothing you can say to prevent my child from telling me what you've done here today. So just be mindful that my child knows about those things and they will tell. That will scare them away right away. They will find another target because they will know this is not the mother you want to deal with. So you have to be vocal yourself. Be vocal to teach your children that, you know, look at my mom. She's strong and she's brave and she's speaking up for me before something even happens. So don't be afraid. You pay a lot of money for daycare. Don't be afraid to open your hands and say, listen, this is not the child you will touch. Every day I will ask her, did somebody touch your vagina or did somebody touch your penis? We have to talk to our children in that way. There's nothing wrong in asking that to a child. Or the child will say, and the child will say, no, they may laugh, but you know, that's it. Or they will say, yes. And then you get to ask more questions. All right. So, time flies. We are at the, at the, at the hour. Um, talk about voice power. Just, I just, just in general, the use of voice. And anything else um, in, in the message that you tell him that we may not have had a chance to talk about? Oh, wow. So many things. Let's see. Um, the first thing I would say is children should know that it's not their fault. It's never their fault. And like you said before, Tony, it doesn't matter whether this person said they were going to hurt you or your mom or your brother. It's a lie. It's a lie to keep a secret. Please tell your mom or your teacher or your friend. And even if you can't speak up, ask a friend to tell your mom. Anyone. Just talk to someone. Tell someone. Call a random number and tell a name. Tell that person to call the cops. Whatever you need to do. Because there's power in your voice. And I'll say it again. Your precious body may be small, but your voice is mighty. So use your voice power. And their power is in your silence. Please tell. Thank you so much. Um, we really appreciate the message. As I said, the hour flew by. Um, I'd love to have you back. Um, I, I, I get the feeling back. that this book is just the first salvo in, in, in a very long um, and passionate campaign that, that you're starting on. If you touch, I will tell. Get your copy at a website by that same name, if you touch, I'll tell.com and um, support Dr. Shamina Abashan in her quest to, to make a difference to reduce the incidence of sexual child abuse in our young kids. So, Shamina, thank you so much. I wish you all the thank best you. and thank continue you. achieving, continue striving. Um, I hope I hope you come back soon so we can we can talk about other aspects of this very very important topic. Thank you guys. Have a good night. All right. Good night. All right. So listeners, there you have it. As I told you, a very powerful um, conversation with with uh, um, Shamina Abashan, and uh, she she is brave enough. She's so brave to talk about her own personal journey, her own personal experience, sharing it with you hoping that you too can take that message and maybe recognize it and make a difference in, in, a, child's, in a child's life. Um, Mr. Fire, Sky, thank you. She says, well done. Um, Emmeline, uh, uh, thank you, sis. She says, well done. Uh, as I promised, did anybody come up with the answer to the trivia? 
the, the boiling lake in Dominica being the second largest type in the world, and what river in Dominica does it drain into? Um, pick any one of the rivers, if you know your geography. I was surprised at the answer I will tell I myself, I will tell you. Um, because it's not an it's not an it's not a river that I associate with Lola. Um so what I'm going to do now, as I said, um the Steelman Initiative had uh, ha, it has an ongoing raffle. Tonight is the first chance that we that you have to win. Um it's a, the, the, the raffling uh, a season ticket to the World Pure Music Festival in Dominica. You have three chances to win. Um, you can purchase your ticket by sending a cash app to dollar sign Echo 78D, as, as I'm showing right here. Um, send a, send, if you want four tickets, send $20. If you want a, if you send $100, we'll send you 20 tickets. We'll send you an extra one. Um, and even if you, don't, you, you haven't got in, and tonight is only the first drawing, because I'm going to wrap, do another one next week. And um, I am. We're going to do one in October, so you have three chances. So even if you don't win tonight, your ticket is going to continue to stay in here for the next for the next raffle. And um, you can you can text telephone number three four seven eight six one six six eight one three four seven eight six one six six eight one. Text or WhatsApp to that number. Um, if you want more information, but you can just buy your ticket, send money to dollar sign Echo 78D, $5 a ticket, send your name and a phone number so we can put it in and you will get an image of your ticket. But right now I'm going to do the first drawing. Um, we have a bunch of tickets in here. I'm going to pull one out. I'm only going to do one drawing tonight. Uh, so let us see which ticket that I pull out. It is ticket number 0076. Ticket number 0076. Is that you? Who is that person that has that ticket number 0076? We get, we'll check it and I'll tell you right away who the person is in a few minutes. Um, in the meantime, does anybody know what river the... Um, the boiling lake drains into. Take your pick. If I if I were to give you some choices, would you would that help? Um, what rivers do we have? We have somebody says Be breakfast river or Belfast. I, I think she wants to say Belfast and spell check got you. So is it the Belfast River? Is it the Rosa River? Uh, because you know those rivers coming up from. Um, down the drain and going to the Rosa River. Is it Belfast River? Is it Rosa River? Is it the Lyo River? What are the big rivers we have in the area? What What's your guess? So I'm waiting for for the information on what ticket number zero zero seven six. Um, somebody's looking at the spreadsheet to tell me what what name is associated with it. Ticket number 0076. Everyone says Concord River. Okay. Um, where's Concord? You're challenging me on my Dominica geography. Um, Carla says Rosa River. So we have Belfast River, we have Concord River, we have Rosa River. 
I also included Lie River in the in the options. Any one of those? All right, so we have a winner. His name is Leonard Carbon. Leonard Carbon, ticket number 0076, is the winner of the first ticket for the um the winner of the first ticket for the World Creole Music Festival that is raffled by the Stillman Initiative. Come on, show your support. Show your support. Um, send your if you buy your tickets by sending a cash app to hash to dollar sign echo 78d. It's only five dollars a ticket, so you can buy four more. $20, you can buy $100 worth. It goes well with the cause. It goes towards buying equipment for the kids um, who the kids who are, are learning to play steel band and who soon will be entertaining you and sending you um, YouTube videos and all of that. All right? So, Leonard Leonard Carbon is the winner of the holder of the winning ticket, 0076, he's won himself uh, a season ticket to the World Korean Music Festival or a bit of artwork from Dominica of his choice. <coughs> so good luck if you did not win. You have two more chances to win. You can, you can enter the raffle for the other two for the other two, two um, drawings. Um, so Leonard, Leonard Cowan, thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much everyone who also supported. Um, I, this is where we have to leave it. Folks, next week we'll be doing a special to recognize World Democracy Day. We saw democracy not on display in Dominica today where on a Wednesday folks are walking in Roseau. They're walking quietly on the sidewalk. They're not, they're not even walking in the streets. They're walking quietly in the sidewalk. Um, and the cops today decided to manhandle and brutalize one of the walkers. They arrested her, and then they let her go without any charge. That is very not democratic because you know that the Constitution guarantees, the Constitution guarantees that um, we should have freedom of assembly. And why do we, you know, what is what is wrong about walking? And why is a barricade put up so that so people cannot protest to the, at the government headquarters when they're protesting against the government? Um, so the answer, the answer though, is Lai River. I see Sophie got it. Um, who else got it? Just Sophie? Oh, wow. Congratulations, Sophie. Um, the Lyo River is the correct answer. The Boiling Lake drains into the Lyo River. So these questions I'm asking you about the rivers um, leading up to a special that we will have on the 25th, around the 25th, um, the Wednesday that's close to that date, uh, for to, to recognize the the to recognize World Rivers Day, and, and as I said. If any day should be popular in Dominica besides Independence Day, it is World Rivers Day because Dominica is made up of rivers, valleys, hills, and mountains, but rivers for sure. All right, so let's do this again next Wednesday. I hope you guys have a good rest of the week. 
and I will see you next week Wednesday. Thank you so much. Thank you to our guests tonight, Dr. Shamina Abashan. Um, very, very somber topic, but very good information. Get your copy of your book. If you, if you touch, I'll tell. You know, she was she, she was featured with that book on CBS um, Morning. So I'm very honored that she will also come on this week in interview. So heads, hats, hats off to her. Our Dominican people are really thriving and really achieving. She has, as I said, she has a PhD in... Um, in some really incredible science, um, a PhD in biomedical sciences, so she's a scientist with a focus in immunology um, from from Eastern Virginia Medical School. Uh, so, folks, let's do it again. Sophie, congrats again. You got it right. The um, the boiling lake drains into the Lai River. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for support to the raffle. Next week, we're going to do another drawing. So, so send me your, your request for tickets. You can send me a text if you have my number, but, but you can also send it to 347-861-6681. 347-861-6681. Don't forget to support DOTSAC Back to School Drive. Um, you, you know, they, they're doing good work. They've been doing it for, for a number of years now, and we thank them for all they do. Call number 203-258-5994, uh, or, or you can call 347-285-8408, so that you can um, you can make your contribution to the to to the back to school drive. All right, folks, I'm getting off now. Um, I will I will have a great have a great night, and we will do this again next week. Oh. The on, up on the screen, they are Madam Wabdu at Canada. Let's let's take let's catch up. Let's chat our bus and go to um and go to Madam Wabdu at Canada. It's uh, at Jamaica Canada Centre, nine nine five Arrow Road in Toronto. It's dinner, drinks, and a show. The second of October. 2nd of October, it's on a Sunday. Uh, it's, it starts at 2 p.m. I, I, I think this would be a tremendous show. They've done it, they've done it quite a bit, Miss Del Sol and them who organizes it. You can go island event tickets to, to get your tickets. So tickets on sale at islandeventtickets.com. Islandeventtickets.com. You can get your ticket there. Uh, it's for the Madam Wabdiet show in Toronto, and it takes place on the 2nd of October from 2 p.m. Try to go if you, if you, if you can make it. Um, if you're in the area, definitely go. If you're not in the area, as I said, let's drive our bus and go have a nice little line. Support our Dominican, our Dominican folks. Support our culture, staying alive in the diaspora. All right. I said good night four times. I'm not saying it again. I'll just see you guys next week. Bye.